Welcome to the Social CEO Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Wendy, business and NLP mindset coach. And this is the vortex to be in for the online coach who's driven by generational income and impact. Here, we break the traditional rules and do business our way. We'll talk energetics, manifestation, strategy, and so much more. Get ready for magic and the profitable business of your dreams. Let's get into it. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so, so excited for you to share your wisdom with the listeners on embodiment over education. And just for everyone listening, I'm going to do a really quick introduction of Erica and then we'll get her to kind of explain who she is in her words. Um, So Erica is an expert in behavior change and she graduated from the Tufts University School of Medicine. um, And she is an also certified health coach and life coach trained in NLP. Um, And I'm so excited to learn from her because this is really just a mixture of a lot of different modalities and experiences that's really going to help us learn about embodiment. So over to you, Erica. Thank you so much for having having me, Wendy. I'm so excited to be here. Um, And yeah, (laughs) like this whole journey to get here, we met through, you know, Yes Supply, where we both got certified um, in NLP Mm -hmm. and all the good things. Um, But my journey to becoming a holistic life coach uh, is probably like most people listening, it wasn't a straight line, right? I didn't go from point A (laughs) to point B. Um, I took a lot of twists and turns because, and it all really started when I realized one day that I hated the way I looked and felt. Like I like really hated it and I didn't Mm. know why. Um, because I, you know, I'm from like, I'm from America and, you know, we have the shakes, the bars, like (laughs) information. And I did all the things right. That was there. And I worked in public health and healthcare. I got my master's at Tufts medical. So I thought I knew, but every single time I did what I sold and what I learned, I like really didn't get there. And then, um, but I would never blame the methodology. I would only blame myself and Mm. I would double down because I really wanted to one, look a certain way, but but two, when I really, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. when I really dig in, it's, it's because I wanted to um, be happy. And I thought help, getting healthy, getting that perfect body would allow me to do so because it was really the only thing that was missing from my life at that time from the outside world. Like I had a good job. I had a hot boyfriend. You know, I had good <laughs> friends. Like I had a good social life. Um, all of, I lived in a cool city. I lived in Washington, D.C. at the time. And I was like, okay, well, this will get me there. And it just, I just couldn't get it. I, no matter how hard I tried and long story short, I struggled for over a decade. And when I moved back to my hometown of Indianapolis, I went to that uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which was a health coaching program um, that everyone told me not to go to because I just paid off my grad school loans and they were like, don't do it. (laughs) And I was like, I have to, because I can't figure this like, I can't figure this out. And so I went and, you know, it changed everything I knew about health because I understood that socioeconomics and ethnicity and race affected, you know, health outcomes. And I understood how sidewalks mm. played a role and um, whether or not disease manifested. But I didn't understand that food, stress, sleep, you know, these really big things were actually the drivers of our health. And when I figured that out, like everything shifted 
quickly, like my, you know, I fit into my pants. I tell people my mom liked me because I wasn't, you know, such a bitch all the time. Like, (laughs) and I started to get like pretty calm for me. But as I sat there and like looked at myself, I was like, okay, like I, I still wasn't like as happy as I wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like I I had the body, I knew what to eat. I knew how to move. Like my stress was lower, but there was still something missing. And that's where this journey came from is that I realized you can have the perfect body and still not be truly healthy because health isn't just external. It's internal. It's, you know, community purpose. It's spirituality. It's really, truly managing your stress, (laughs) really, truly (laughs) trusting in the world. And so that has been my journey. And what I realized uh, came to realize is that when you step into your power, when you own your purpose, that is when you can really connect all the dots together of what mm. true health looks like. And so now I'm on a mission to help highly ambitious women like myself, who, you know, we tend to sit in our masculine a lot, understand <laughs> that there's a, that you don't have to do that necessarily to get ahead. And there's ways to love your life, love your body, love your business uh, and move forward without killing yourself. <laughs> so that's that's what I do now. That's awesome. I think that's so beautiful. The point that you brought up of, you know, you feeling like you had this problem, you overcame this problem, and then you're like, wait, this didn't actually help that much. Like there's still something missing. And it, I think it's so common that we feel like there's always something missing. Like for example, if it's health you know, you get your health together and feel like something's missing. If it's your business, you hit that income level and then you feel like something is missing. And I love what you said about, you know, that internal sense of purpose is that that is going to be what actually helps you feel fulfilled and carry you through all of like the goals that you set for yourself and still be, you know, content with where you are at the same time. Oh, I, I love that. And I agree. Cause it's, it's how, like, I, it's the same thing. Like you said, with business, I hit six figures and was miserable. I was like, wait a second. Like they told me that I <laughs> broke this mark. I would be so happy. And that, you know, it was all those things where it really led to, oh my goodness, I have to look within because we're so used to the extra, like looking to the external to mm-hmm. get our internal fulfillment. But really what's always missing is usually inside of you. It's almost never out there. And so the more and more we push to look better, to get our bank accounts more, to, you know, find this perfect relationship. It's like, mm. if that stuff doesn't exist, it's because something's missing inside. Start there and all that other shit will take care of itself. Mm, so true. So I'm curious to you, um, especially within the, you know, area of business, what does embodiment over education mean to you? And what does that actually create in your life? So I love this question because when, like, I don't know how you are, Wendy, but I'm like, I like love to read and I'm like an avid learner. Mm-hmm. Um, I For love, sure. <laughs> me like, too. I like, I love a course, like don't all give the me courses, a, all the courses, <laughs> all the books, all the programs, right. Give me all the knowledge. And yeah. I, like, I'm like, literally I paid off my debt from a grad school and was like, I'm going to go take a 40 week intensive course. So I love education and I'm not knocking education, but what I find a lot with people is we use education as almost a block to actual action. So we're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to take in all of this information and then uh, magically something will happen. Like I'm going to know all of this stuff. I'm going to need all these certifications. And it's like, 
oh, like baby girl, <laughs> like that is not how it works. You don't need another certification to be a, uh, a coach, right? Like to mm. finally get out there. What's, mm-hmm. what's important is taking that information and like letting it integrate, right? That's where the embodiment comes in, letting it integrate into you and then taking actual action um, forward. And the reason I think it's so important is, you know, it, in our space, we hear manifestation, manifestation, manifestation. And I'm all about manifestation, but a, a huge missing piece is unless we believe what we truly believe, it's going to be really hard to manifest the thing we want. And so when we take the knowledge that we gain from books and then let it filter in through us, what we believe is true, what we don't believe is true, because you get to decide and then start to act upon what we know, not just sit in a room and think about it, like actually take action. Cause I believe we co-create with the universe that allows you to start to embody who it is that you need to become to get what you want, which then allows the manifestation to come forth, which I know mm. sounds like a little convoluted, but like, I, I think that that, that made sense. And you can tell me, um, <laughs> if it did, it's just that we, like, I find we think that education is going to be the answer, but mm-hmm. working hearts only part. The other part is actually being the person that you, ex- that you, that you want to be or who you need to be to get, you know, to get to the end goal. So an example yeah. is a lot of like new, like new coaches, myself, I'm like, I want to own my day and my time. Like I still do, <laughs> but like, I came out like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to own my time and own my day. And I'm going to have fun. I'm going to take meetings whenever I feel like it. I'm going to shut down when I don't, but then you never do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you work a 14 hour day. Well, you can't yeah. have the life that you want if you refuse to work, like, actually try the thing you think could really work for you. And that's why I'm saying it's not just education, it's the embodiment. If you want to be an entrepreneur that makes six figures or multi-six figures working 30 hours a week, guess what? You got to work 30 hours a week and not go try to make, you know, not work 80. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to figure out who that, like, in addition to your time, who else do you have to become? What other personality traits, what other characteristics do you need to carry within in order to get to where you want to go? Mm, Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, I think going back to your point about manifestation and embodiment, I think a lot of the times people have a misconception of what manifestation means, um, especially people who haven't really delved, delved, I'm like, what's the word? Um, Haven't really delved into manifestation. They kind of think it's like, you know, do your um, affirmations, write all your affirmations and that's kind of it. But it's like, as you said, manifestation is, you know, getting clear on what it is that you desire, but also taking that action to making that actually manifest to make that a reality. Um, so I love what you said about taking action and like, not just focusing on consuming all of the courses or the certifications. So what I've seen as well is like, you know, especially in the NLP world where, you know, we have, um, for anyone listening who doesn't know, we have like practitioner level and then there's master level and then there's um, a trainer level. So sometimes people are like, they do the practitioner level and then they're like, I'm not, I don't have any clients, like what's happening right now. And then they think it's like, oh, it's because I'm not a master practitioner yet. So I can't like, you know, charge $2,000 for a VIP day. So I need to do, I need to do my master's certification as well before I can start assigning clients. And I think that happens in all sorts of different ways. For example, for myself, it was like in the beginning of my journey, I was like, oh, I did this course, but I'm missing something. So I need to do the next course. Whereas like, it's probably better for you to consume the course that you got or the certification that you received and actually practice 
and do the things and be able to make decisions about your education from a place of empowerment versus from a place of like, I'm not enough and a place of lack. That's so beautiful. And it's so true. I mean, I did the same thing. Like I was like, oh, I need this certification, this certification, this certification. And so luckily I I hired a coach who sat me down and was like, no, like, (laughs) like hard pass, like Mm -hmm. quit your job and go, like, go do your business. You've saved X amount of dollars. Like I think I put like away $10,000. She was like, you can go make that up. And she was right. Like I just needed a few months and you know, my backstory, I, I watched your Insta stories about the pet peeve. I had worked 10 years in public health and healthcare. I like networked a bunch. Like I had, you know, I, I had been building my business up until that point of me leaving. So I didn't need as much money saved because I, I had people right in the hopper, but mm. it was, um, it, she was just like, no, you don't need a certification. Like you need to actually go do it because you have to, you have to do coaching your way. Mm-hmm. Like you keep like, I get, I get so frustrated. Like, here's my pet peeve is when people give you like, this is the strategy of how to get from point A to point B. And it's like, no, that was your strategy yeah. to get from point A to point B. I'm, I'm going to take some of that, but it's not mm-hmm. all going to be true for me. And that's why, like what you said, it's not getting all these additional certifications. It's really like, okay, I know enough. I am enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to learn what my coaching style is. And then I'm going to decide what else I need to take because I'm not clear on my true desires, on my true gifts, on my, you know, also the, the, my true needs. And then I can keep moving forward. But so few people, you know, talk about this. Mm. Yeah. And I think like this kind of touches on one of the things that we wanted to talk about, which is like, why isn't education enough? Right. It's like, you need to be able to discern for yourself what is it that you're taking away from each course? What is it that you actually need to do um, versus kind of just consuming everything and then still not having an idea of what you want to do? So, you know, from your perspective, are there any other reasons why you feel like education isn't enough? And what can people actually do if they are in a situation where they're like consuming everything um, but not really moving forward? So there's a couple of reasons I, I, I don't love education or think education is not enough because again, I, I love learning. I do love all those things. But the first is like I mentioned is that we're using, <laughs> we're using hard work as an excuse not to actually be the person we want to be. Ooh. And then, like that's a really big one because we're like, well, if I just work hard, if I just work hard, if I just get this knowledge, then I'll become, but you know, we're at cause, not effect. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge piece for me. And the other component of it is, you know, a lot of us are unaware that we do this, but we use education as a means to not get started. Mm-hmm. So it makes you feel like you're being really productive. Mm-hmm, that's it. <laughs> We're like, it's like planning. It's like doing the planning instead of actually acting yeah. on the plan. And this mm-hmm. is, I mean, I did this as a new coach, like, <laughs> trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so this is, this is why I think we're having this conversation because we're like, you don't have to do all that stuff. Like learn from us. It's that Mm -hmm. we kept getting like, uh, I will say I, I kept getting certifications. I could go into programs. I kept consuming books being like, yep, yep, yep. I'm, I'm going to be a coach. Like I'm, I'm almost there. I just need, and it's like, no, if you, if it's in you, it's for you. So go out there because so many of us, we say, like for me, I'm very spiritual, you know, but so we always say like, I believe in God or I believe in the universe. Or I live in spirit and I believe in spirit. And it's like, if you really believed what you believed, 
what would you do? You'd put down the damn book and you'd get yourself on Instagram or Facebook <laughs> or whatever and sell the thing and trust that it's going to come in. And so those are like the two big reasons it, it bothered. It, well, there's that. And the third one is actually that I believe we have, um, and this answers, I think your second question, that we're our own guides. Like we mm. know what we need. And the more we fill our brain with other people's ideas of what we should do, we never create the thing we're supposed to create because mm-hmm. we're so busy trying to hit, you know, Matt and John and Sarah's perfect strategy when it's yeah. like, no, like your internal, like you have an internal GPS, like you were here for a unique assignment. Yeah. If you get quiet enough, I'll show it to you because I've already given you all the knowledge. <laughs> now let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And, you know, as a business and mindset coach, I definitely believe in what you say. It's so important for people to understand what it is that they desire and then take action from that place. Because if you're following someone else's, you know, quote unquote, proven strategy, and it's like not the thing for your soul, you're going to feel terrible. And like, it's actually not going to produce the results. And then you're going to be like, oh, what's wrong with me? Because that just wasn't the way that you wanted to do it. So it's so important to actually listen to your, um, listen to yourself and listen to your intuition. And I feel like the question that often comes up for people at this point of the conversation is like, you know, how do we, how do you do that? How do you embody what is it you desire? How do you even figure out what you desire? So that's like, that's the million dollar question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I, there's a couple, there's a, well, there's one big thing that comes to mind and it's actually asking yourself, what do you want outside of what society wants for you? Because I think that that's where embodiment gets, where we get in trouble, right? With, with, with embodiment. And even I would say manifestation is we're trying to manifest something that's not actually a true desire because we haven't stepped back and said to, and asked ourselves, what does success mean to me? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do? We're so bogged down in the shoulds that we don't even get to the want tos, right? I, I don't know how your clients are, but my clients can tell me all day what they don't want. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want, but I'm like, well, what do you want? Ooh, I don't, I don't know. And it's like, well, I need you to figure out what you want. And it's not just money, right? Because money means something to you. So what do you truly want out of this life? What do you really want to create? Um, and, and really dig into that. I mean, questions I ask my clients are like to help get there because we are, you know, we do get so stuck in what we don't want is, you know, what are you doing out of obligation, like, where are you pretending to be happier than you are in this life? And what did you discover about what you just wrote about? So that mm-hmm. you can, start, you know, because that'll allow you to start to see where the disconnect is happening and where, what your, uh, where your desires maybe aren't aligned. And that's, for me, that's the first, the very first step is like getting really clear about what do you truly want aside from what your mom said, like, like you're, I think you're Chinese. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And so I'm half Filipino. Our parents have a lot of things they want for us. <laughs> for <Right. sure. laughs> My mom used to tell everyone that I, I, I was getting a journalism degree in college and she told everyone I was getting a business degree, but I just didn't know it yet. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and like my cousin had to sit her down and be like, she has a semester left. That's not what's happening. But like, you know, we hear these things and we think that like they don't affect us and we can joke and laugh about it, but it's like, 
no, those things really seeped in. So like, what yeah. do you really want? And, and when you go from there, that's when you get to then understand who you have to be to get there. Like an example I give is I have a client who realized that she wants to switch careers, right? And she realized when she saw that woman of her, she was like calm and fun and joyful and um, spunky. And I was like, oh, okay. So who, like, what do you have to do and what do you have to feel to be, let's start with fun. And right now she's starting to explore what fun looks like to her in the day to day, not just in like a big vacation kind of way. Mm -hmm. So when we think about embodiment, it's like step one, like, what do you really want out of this life? Not just what month, how, cause we're talking to coaches, right? How much, yeah. not just how much money do you want? Like, what do you really want out of this life? Okay. Who do you need to become? Okay. And then what actions do you have to start taking to get there? Both from a, a body perspective, like what feelings do you need to feel? What does your body need to physically do? But also what thoughts do your mind need to think in order to get there? And that I think is when you start to really like pull back the curtain on embodiment. Cause you start to see, oh my gosh, if, like for me, fun's like dancing in the middle of the day. For me, fun's like going to a concert. For me, fun's listening to music. Oh shit. I don't ever listen to music. Oh God, I never <laughs> did. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, but then when you start to do those things, more fun comes to you, right? And as more fun comes to you, you start to understand like, oh, okay, this is what it looks like in my day-to-day. -day. Day -day. Okay, now I'm going to move on to spunky. Okay, now I'm going to move on to calm. So you can start to embody those qualities. And, as, and by default, you'll be acting so that your energy will pull in more of that stuff. And then as you are, because we're talking to coaches again, like in business, that stuff will be start to implement in your business. And it's not this like linear process, but it's almost circular where you're constantly feeding back energy, mm. energy. So you can start to create and embody the life and the person that you most desire to be. I love this. I'm going to have to re-listen to this. And for anyone listening, pause, go back and write down those steps. <laughs> I think it's so important to do because I remember when I first ever like asked myself, what do I like doing? I honestly was stuck. I was like, uh, I wrote down like three things and I was like, holy shit, my life is so boring. <laughs> so, and I think it's so important to do that. And then the other thing is like, I know a lot of new coaches and who are getting into starting their own businesses, they're very focused on like a money goal. And I want to tie this back to how it actually creates that money goal for you. Because I think sometimes when people have a goal, like $10,000, $15,000 a month, it's it seems impossible for people because like they've never, perhaps you haven't seen that much, that amount of money before. But the other thing is, is when you don't know what it is that you you desire and when you don't know what it is that you're here to do, that amount of money doesn't make sense. But when you figure out like, okay, this is the life that I desire to live. This is how I desire to live. This is this, these are the things that I'm going to do in a week. Then it kind of matches with the income level that you desire. So, you know, exactly when that money's coming in, what is going to happen to it. And that makes it more real in your mind for you to then actually go create that money. And of course, actually having joy and living your life the way you desire now allows you to create that money as well. And the one thing I want to add to that, like, because I think that was perfect is, you know, when I think about also money as an entrepreneur, I'm like, well, from an embodiment standpoint, like if, if I make that money, I, I, I need to be financially savvy, right. To make that money. Mm -hmm. for me, that's, that's 
that's what I believe. And that's what I also desire. And so that means before you get your $10,000 a month, you got to be reading about money. You got, you know, you got to learn like what an IRA, I don't know if they have those in Poland or in Canada, but like an IRA, you need to have your 401k, like you need to know about savings and percentages and investments. And you don't have to know, you don't have to become a financial advisor, but it's like (laughs) starting to really appreciate the money you have, starting to Mm -hmm. learn about the money that comes in, especially if you put it, desire to put it in a place. Like I want to put, you know, 12K in investments and I'm like this quarter and it's like, okay, well now I need to learn about investments. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, 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 cool. But I don't wait for the money to come in. I have to learn about investments now. So when the money comes in, I know what to do with it. Yeah. And I think like if you treat money as, if you imagine money as like a friend, if you don't care about this friend and you don't treat them well, then they're not going to want to stick around. Right. So that's kind of like the energy that we forget about with money is like, we kind of avoid it, especially if, you know, you haven't been taught personal finance, which a lot of us aren't. Um, when you start your business, you kind of like avoid looking at your expenses and the money and like how much you're taking home. And it's just like something that you kind of like, like sweep under the rug, then that actually makes it even harder to create that income because you just don't really know what's going on. And I think too, as women we're taught, not to look at like, we're, we don't, we're not given the freedom to speak about money the way that men are. I mean, we technically have the freedom, but like how many times, you know, has, are, are we told to talk about things outside of business, told to talk about things outside of money? And I think we need to normalize the fact that money, one, we can talk about it. And two, you know, as corny as it sounds, money is energy. And so we do actually need to start treating it with the energy we want to bring you know, to have to bring it back in. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I think for everyone listening to, for what it's worth, like I did the same damn things. I didn't look at my bank account. I didn't want to know. Like I thought, Oh yeah. Same. I put things on credit cards. (laughs) Like avoiding it for the longest time. (laughs) But but now, now we can be those annoying people that say it's your friend. (laughs) Like, right. Because there is hope. (laughs) There is light at the end of the tunnel. You, you can actually enjoy this thing if you stop avoiding it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's practice, right? Like it's going to feel awkward. You're going to feel weird. You're going to be like, where did my money go? And then after a couple of months, it's not like you just slap your fingers and you're really good at managing your money or understanding your money. It takes a little bit of time, but it gets easier. Mm -hmm, For sure. Awesome. So I'm curious as to, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of the conversations that I have with my clients are like, you know, this is what I desire. This is what I want to create, but And I think this but is like huge. So let's talk about why we have those buts and like what actually keeps us stuck and how do we get unstuck? So I heard something this morning that I actually think is really relevant and I'm going to share it here. Um, Again, prefacing with I I am very spiritual, Mm -hmm. but it's like we take God, universe, or spirit into everything but the boardroom, into everything but our business. We're like, mm-hmm. I'll meet, like, yep, he'll help me here. Yep, I'm going to pray here. Yep, it'll do this here. But when we go to business, we're like, oh, I'm going to control absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And it's like, wait a second. Um, if you really believe the universe has your back, if you really believe these things are happening, right, This is this is something that you need to 
bring here too. It's not like, it's not the separate entity, but when, when I do think about why people do get stuck, um, I believe that it's because they're separating from their truth. So mm-hmm. one it's, and that's why I guess I bring the universe God spirit is if, if you believe in, if you believe in that, right. And you don't bring that into your business, then you're separated from your truth. But in business, oftentimes we get in here and we think I should do not even a shit. I want to do this and I want to do that. And this is what makes the most sense. But then we're like, no, like, but mm-hmm. Wendy didn't do it that way. But Erica didn't do it that way. But Steve didn't do it that way. And it's like, well, it, you, you're not supposed to do it my way. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to do it Wendy's way. You're not supposed to do it Steve's way. And so when we start to separate from our truth, when we start to separate from our inner God, when we start to separate um, essentially from our power, that, like essentially from our power, because that's what we're doing, we stay stuck. I, you know, I'm not a, a mental health expert by any means, but anxiety and stress, it's often your body's way, right. Of letting, you know, you're going down the wrong path that you're not listening to it. And so when we're stuck, it's often because we're not listening to ourselves. We are not listening to ourselves, which means the remedy for that is to listen to yourself. <laughs> like the, the remedy is simple, but it can mm-hmm. feel really hard because you, like, you've probably experienced this. Sometimes sure. what you hear to do is weird. You're yeah. like, huh? You want me to move to Poland? Like, <laughs> like you know, or it's like, huh? You want me to um, move for me, like move to Denver where I know no one in the middle of a pandemic? Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm in. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're asked to do things that don't make sense or, you know, like I'll hear things like, yep. Like, share this story and I'm like that's that's personal you to the internet to the world like, yeah and it's like yeah just go ahead and that starts to get you unstuck when you start to do those things because it starts to build your intuition it starts to like reshow you your gps it starts to you know make your inner guide louder and again I'm not saying that this is some uh, easy thing to do but the steps are simple. Okay. You're stuck because you're not listening to yourself, like your truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the opposite of that is to listen to my truth and then to act on it. And the more you act on it, the more it, like the easier and louder it becomes to hear and to act on. And if you're like, but I can't hear it. I can't hear it. That's the cue to put down the damn books, like turn off the podcast <laughs> and get quiet, make white space in your day. I don't need you to meditate for three hours, but can you go for a walk without your phone for 10 minutes? Because mm. that's a really good place to start. It is. Oh my gosh. I love that you bring that up. Cause I think as for me in the beginning of my journey that I was that person, I had podcasts on every single time I went for a walk. I had like three different podcasts on rotation. And it's like, while it's amazing to listen to other people's opinions and their experiences, you also have to take that space to actually digest and listen to yourself. And that's what actually, that's when you can actually, when the podcasts are actually useful, when you're able to draw that connection between what's happening in your life and what's happening in other people's life. And that's what actually helps you take inspiration um, from those other sources. So I love that you mentioned that something as simple as starting off by taking a walk without your phone and just spending some time with yourself. Cause for sure, I think sometimes when people, if they haven't done any embodiment work or listening to their intuition, they feel like it's this really difficult thing where you have to sit and meditate every single day for half an hour. Um, so in terms of any other like practical strategies or action steps, are there any things that you would suggest doing to help 
lean into that intuition? So I always find journaling to be really helpful. Um, I, I would include journaling. If you aren't a journaler, like I get it. Meaning I wasn't either. Um, but I think journaling is really helpful because it helps you just brain dump your thoughts without mm-hmm. having to think. Uh, meditation is very helpful. I, I think if people can meditate even two minutes a day or mm-hmm. five minutes a day, it can make a big difference because I always say your brain is the most chaotic place on the planet. So yeah. if you can learn to stay still there, you, like, you can handle anything. You can literally handle anything. Um, and I think that we, we hear things, we, we have trouble getting quiet until we practice getting quiet. Mm-hmm. And then nature, like uh, putting your phone down, going for a walk, sitting near a tree, right? These things that remind you that you're connected to something greater, I think is a really helpful way to also increase your intuition. Because when you start to get lost in the beauty of the world around you, right? You, mm-hmm. you can open up to just be with yourself. Yeah. I loved all of those, um, suggestions that you gave. And I think especially as someone who's, if you are like a new coach in this space, you spend a lot of your time thinking about your business. And for me, something that I've noticed that even just spending time with your family without your phone also mm-hmm. really helps you reconnect with what's like truly important in your life. And because a lot of the times the thoughts that we're entertaining are thoughts like, oh, what if no one is responding to my Instagram post or, oh, like people aren't DMing me. Like that's not really that important um, compared to the bigger bigger picture. So I love that you shared those um, strategies and I definitely agree with you. Journaling has been life-changing for me and I was not a journaler before. I had like all my notebooks since I was a child, I would never get past the first 10 pages. (laughs) I have like so many empty notebooks in my parents' house. Um, But what really helped me was like, I did a 30 day journaling challenge. There were prompts and I just committed myself to writing stuff, even if it was like a couple of sentences. And over time, it gets easier to do that with yourself and actually kind of like have a dialogue with yourself to understand what's going on um, in your mind. And that's also really, really helpful as well. I did the exact same thing for meditation. I did a 30 day meditation challenge and I was like, if it, even if I can get in just two minutes, Mm. it'll change my life. And that, and I kept trying like you, like I kept trying and trying and trying and trying and can never do it. But there's something Mm -hmm. about a 30 day challenge where you're like, Oh, like a magical number (laughs) because it feels so easy by the end of it. You're like, Mm -hmm. okay. Like I, it just opened me up and I realized oh, if I can do it for 30 days, I can do it for another because I actually like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like there's also a lot of different things that people can try, right? Like breath work, meditation, yoga, like whatever, just you can try different things and see what works for you the best um, and helps you move forward. There's, yeah, there's no one right modality. Like Mm -hmm. it's what's the best modality for you. And I think if we just let ourselves like find what's good for us, instead of trying to do everyone else's morning routine, we'd be in a much, much better spot. Like I really did love what you said about the family component of it. Like being with friends and family when you don't want to be like, when you quote unquote, don't want to be, cause you want to be working. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's nothing better because if you can be fully present there, 
that's a form of meditation, right? That's a form of, um, that's a form of mindfulness that we, mm-hmm. that we forget. Cause we're like, Oh no, but the book says <laughs> like, this is what it looks like. And it's like, man, F the book, like do what makes you feel good. Because at the end of the day, you're actually the only person in charge of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think like feeling good is such a key term. Um, because a lot of the times we try to create results from a place of stress or pressure, but like feeling good is actually what allows you to step into, you know, your truth and actually be really excited to share that with people. Oh God. Like, I hope everyone heard you just say that because (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have created from a place of stress. I used to tell my health coaching clients this all the time. If feeling good is the goal. Doesn't it make sense to have to feel good on the way to feeling good? Like Mm -hmm. you have to actually feel good to feel good. It sounds so stupid when I say it like that, but we forget. And And it's not that business isn't challenging. It's not that business isn't hard. Entrepreneurship is the fastest way to self growth and self development. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But this process can actually be enjoyable. Like you can actually like your life and work hard. They're Mm -hmm. not mutually exclusive. And, you know, at the beginning of coaching, it doesn't feel that way. But if you like, if you keep showing up, if you really act on what you believe, if you know this is the right thing for you, it will work because it was Mm -hmm. in you. So it's for you. Just be patient and create from that place of goodness instead of that place of stress. And I mean, I heard it multiple times in the beginning, but I never did it. So for like the 5% of people who are willing to try this, do it. Yeah, Life is so much better that way. And business booms in ways you can't even imagine when you create from a place of feeling good um, instead of stress. It, it, but it took, again, it took me like two or three years to figure that out. Yeah. I'm so with you on that. It's, it's, it sounds really counterintuitive, but it's so true because it's like, if you don't know how to feel good now, you won't know how to feel good when you hit that goal or that new income level, it's going to feel the same. Cause you're going to, you're going to think that you have to do the exact same thing to get all to the over next again. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, shit. Like, I, I mean, COVID was, it was horrible and still is for so many reasons, but for my business, it was, it was very helpful. Cause it made me have to, like, I had to stop doing the thing I hated. Mm. And when that happened, hand to God, I made more money during 2020 than I had ever made in coaching because Mm -hmm. I finally stopped doing what I hated and said, you know what? My family matters the most. My friends matter the most. I'm going to do things that I actually like because my business, like I had a corporate wellness business. It's not going to work right now. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I could like, if someone else told me the story, right. I would have been like, yeah, of course that works for you. But having experienced it, I'm like, shit, I worked less hours, had less stress, had the best clients come in and made more money. And it was because I was like, I'm just going to focus on what I love. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all that's available now. 
because so much was stripped away from, you know, stripped away from us during um, quarantine. And it's just, it's a lesson I know I will always carry with me. Yeah. I definitely resonate with you in terms of like, when you let go of the other things, like for myself, the best months that I've had in business were actually when I decided, okay, I'm not going to listen to this strategy or that strategy. I'm just going to do what feels good. And if it feels good, it's going to work. So then it's like my business strategy now is more like, okay, what is exciting? What will help me feel good? And it's just about calib- like calibrating, moving to that point of feeling good when you're not necessarily feeling so great. And what's so funny is that your strategy is so spot on, but it like, I know that when I started my business, that didn't sound like a strategy. Yeah. Like when you start your business, it's like, what the heck are you talking about? But it is, but it's so, so true. Like I have, um, like I have a coach and he, and I love him. God bless him. He's teaching me so many lessons, but you know, even he'll say like, well, and you, you create a 12 week course and you do this. And I'm like, no, but like, cause our coaches aren't these like people on pedestals, right? They're mm-hmm. um, our sounding board. They're our partner. And I'm like, that's not true. I see people make six week programs. I see people create eight week programs. You know, I, I, and you know, I told him, I go, a six week program sounds really good. That's what I really want to make. And he just goes, well, okay. If that's what makes you feel good, then that's what yeah. we have to do. And so, um, again, I know that like what you said didn't, doesn't quote unquote sound like a traditional strategy, mm-hmm. but it, it really is like using, like feeling good, using that as the bar to what you create is a strategy because at the end of the day, you'll, you'll have to do the hard work. Don't worry. It's coming. Like you're going to have to yeah. build or show up, like mm-hmm. do marketing, like that's coming. So let, let there be joy in what you create so that what you create actually is joyful for you because then it becomes joyful for the other people. Yeah, for sure. And all those things, the marketing, the sales, like all of that becomes more joyful as well when you actually love what you are offering. So I love that we kind of ended at this point of, you know, feeling good is the best way to go. Um, Are there any last minute tips, strategies that you want to share with the audience? I, I think I just want to reiterate what you said, which is you you know what to create for your business. And I, I really want coaches and business owners to understand that when you move from that place, you create from that place, you're able to then more easily embody the person you need to be because I really do believe we're all here with different gifts to showcase Mm -hmm. And teach those were to teach. And in order to do that, we have to be the person that we know we can be. And one of the best ways to get there is, is by following that feel good feeling. It will get you there so much faster than a book or a course or a podcast. Um, and so just keep trusting that you're, you're on the path and, and what you hear and what you feel is right because it is for you. That's beautiful. So thank you so much for joining us today. It was honestly such a wonderful conversation. I feel like we have a lot of things in common and I really resonated with a lot of the things that you said when it comes to, you know, embodiment over education and getting clear on your desires. Um, And I think that's some, a lot of things that people can take away from this conversation and actually reflect on as well. 
Um, and now if our listeners want to hear more of what you do and hang out with you, where can they find you? Sure. Um, I am at, I am on Instagram all the time. So I am Erica Ballard. Uh, so that is my favorite place to hang. Come hang out with me there. You can visit my website. I am ericaballard.com. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn quite a bit. Um, so if you are on LinkedIn as well, you can come find me at er- Erica Ballard. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today and for being part of this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you're ready to sign high ticket clients on repeat, then you need to check out my Wealthy Coach Vortex group container, which is eight weeks long. And we're really going to step into how to find your unique coaching gifts and create content that pre-sells and also how to have sales conversations where people are going to be so excited to pay you money. So you can find out more by heading over to my Facebook or my Instagram at Just Ask Wendy. And we are beginning at the end of August. So definitely go send me a DM about it and we can chat if it is the perfect fit for you. And if you are a regular listener, I love for you to also leave a review on wherever you listen. Take a screenshot and tag me. And I am so grateful for you to be here today. And I will see you next time.